Welcome back to The Right Angle. Mo is here. G-Man is there. And uh, we're about to get into it. I was going to go back and look at the like my oldest, oldest, oldest notes just to see what I had way down in the... As I've said before, I, I've got over 100 things. But uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see if any of those... I think we've talked about this before, just a random question. What currently, today, what country is the United States' biggest threat, either politically, economically, militarily, or whatever? No one. Ooh. No one is our biggest threat. We are the biggest threat to any other country. That's the answer to that. And part two, I would add, we are the biggest threat to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> that Isn't is that... absolutely correct. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, it really is. It really is. Every day, it's a circus. It's a circus. And I, I just, it, how low can we go? How low can, can our sanity bring us in our society in America now? I think... As as I've always said, and I keep I keep uh, reassuring my family that there is still a real America out there, and what we're being what we're focusing on is the absolute insanity of the blue, liberally democratically run states and cities in our country, and it's fun to focus on that stuff because it's so incredibly stupid. Yeah. What would you, if you had to give a percentage of, of people in the whole country that are this bright blue that seems just to, you know, as they say, suck the oxygen out of the room, would you say it's like less than 5%, less than 1%, or what would you say? I would say the absolute insane people out there, I would say would be probably less than 1% because less than 1% is still quite a few people. Yeah. I I believe that there's people in New York City, Chicago, LA, they're all just trying to live their lives within the insanity that's put upon them by the liberal democratic leaders of that area. And I would imagine because most of them in those areas that can't move don't have the money or the the wherewithal to do so. They have yep. to live with it, and and that's why they're even still in those cities. I would think if they had the money to leave, the 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 indigent people that want to go, uh, there there would just be tents left in those cities. I must say, every election cycle, no matter what gets stolen or cheated or rigged, it's always gratifying to see when they show the map of the country and how much of it is red in terms of acreage. And then you have those tiny pockets of blue in those cities that you mentioned. But I mean, it's, it's easily 85% in terms of geography. It seems like it's red, which always makes me feel a little bit better. But on the other hand, it makes me feel like if that's the case, why do we keep, if, we're, if not pure losing, not winning as much as we should? I think we have won as much as we should. And I, th I still firmly believe that those last four or five critical uh, voting uh, deals yeah. in, those, in those states were stolen 100%. And, and it might take a year, a two, three years down the road. But it's going to come out that they stole the election from Trump because – they they saw that he was uncovering all of the the absolute corruption in politics in Washington D.C. because he really isn't a politician, no, at all. So and when he sees something wrong, he'll come out and say it. Nobody else can say that in politics because they're all doing something wrong, uh, whether it's whether it's criminal or not. I I just heard tonight that uh, they're talking about they have this whistleblower that knows 100% that Biden was paid off by one of our adversaries when he was the vice president under Obama. And 
I say to myself, come out, bring them out, and and get it over with. They've been tiptoeing around Hayden for forever yep. with, with Nixon. With Nixon, it was uh, here's the tapes, you know, here's this and that. Uh, you you got to leave, and he leaves. It was quick. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but it's like uh, it was very quick. And he is so incredibly corrupt all the way through his bones, what's left of him, that I don't know why somebody just doesn't come out and say, here it all is, here it all is. And here's the person that knows it. They they have the documents that show it. Yeah, I, I heard about that too. And you you just don't know. It's been going on for how long has he been pretending to be president? Two years now. And right from the start... Unlike the uh, the false drip, drip, drip against Trump, which, of course, one by one was shown to be totally false, everything, I would venture to guess, everything that's been alleged about Biden, I mean, and this is from showering with his daughter to his escapades here and there and raping, basically raping that woman, let alone all this corruption, I don't know who in their right mind would think that it isn't all true? And why aren't they doing something about it? The, the, he is such a lame, lame person now. I mean, literally, just himself. He's so lame. Get rid of him. And I understand, I understand, nobody wants the second in command to become in command. I say impeaches his administration because they're all illegitimate. They all don't yeah. belong there. They did not win that election. 100%. And we've talked about how dumb, literally dumb, all of his appointments and people are. But And maybe we've talked about this, but it struck me a few days ago that I'm sure whoever is the puppet master wanted all those stupid people to be in there because it's just is basically flaunting it in our faces and saying, look, we can have this guy who is a rear admiral who pretends he's a woman. We can have judge my butt. We can have grand home. We can have <laughs> that, that lesbian press secretary. And it doesn't matter how bad they are because you can't do anything about it. That's almost, it feels like what they're saying to us. Well, and when it comes to the press secretary, you can't do anything about it because if you try to, like that one um, African man, uh, he said, I want to speak. And, and they kicked him out for, what, six six or eight weeks? Yeah. And he couldn't talk to her again cause, because he was trying to get his, his voice in in a press conference. They kick him out. You, get, you, you have, you know, they can say whatever they want and do whatever they want up on the podium, but you can't do the same to them. Why can't you say to Jean-Pierre Karim or whatever name is, you know, you're a liar, you're a liar, and you don't know what you're doing, and you shouldn't be up there, and they shouldn't be paying you because you're a moron. You're an absolute moron. You can't answer questions properly. And the reason you can't is because if you did, you would you would have the president impeached. Man, she would be in a lot of trouble if she's just, I mean, think about that for a minute. If she started telling the truth, she'd be out of a job tomorrow. Right, exactly. Well, she'd be out of a job, but then maybe she'd be a hero if she told the real truth. Yeah. You know, about, you know, I had to wake up Hayden, you know, to ask him what I should lie about today, <laughs> you know, and, and, and what you've been doing, because he sleeps half of the day. Yep. Yeah, there was that thing about he's only functional six hours of the day. Five days a week. And and that's probably been going on since before the election, since he couldn't go yep. out and campaign for the election. He had the greatest president in it. I'll say the top three president in the, in the United States history. And this guy beat him? No way. No way. Uh, no way did that ever happen. And you are really, really an idiot if you think he did. It's just one of those things that I, I feel like, why go back and talk about it? But it's just such a, it's like a garden full of fruit that you can keep picking. And I wouldn't exactly say he's the gift that keeps on giving. I don't know what the metaphor would be, but it's just infuriating. And 
one of these, I mean, one of these times the domino has got to fall and the house of cards and the straw, whatever cliche you want to use. And, oh, it would be lovely just to see him carted out of the White House. I don't know how Hunter hasn't been put in jail yet. I don't know. I mean, to protect him the way they did during, uh, of course, they had to do that during the campaign. Or Hayden wouldn't have stole it the way he did. But but now that Hayden is in and they stole it, who's to, who's to keep Hunter from, from going to jail? They've got that laptop there. I, I would say, um, you know, whoever's in charge of finding out about all this garbage, you know, get that laptop, look at it, and then say what's on it. That's all yeah, you who, have to do. I don't even know. Whose possession is it in right now? Do we even know? The last I heard, it was the FBI. Which apparently has been in obviously their hands, I guess, for the last two years. And what are they doing? What are they doing with it? Did they did they put it behind a bookcase or something so that nobody else can see it? And why can't anyone else with power see it? It's uh, it's not yeah. his laptop anymore. Do you realize that? It's not I his. Know. Yeah. It's the guy that repaired it because he took too long to come and pick it up because he was too high and couldn't remember where he put it. Get the facts and bring them out, black and white. That's what I want. That's what I want. You lied to to Congress. You did this. You did that. You go to jail. I, you know, I don't care if it's three months. But somebody has to go to jail. A lot of people have to on the left because I'm sick and tired of everyone on the right going when they're not even supposed to be in jail. And I'm spending 10 minutes on it because when we look back 20 years from now, it's going to be, we're just going to shake our heads and say, I just can't believe we lived through that time. No, exactly. Yeah, mm. four years of it. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, the, the, the person to come out and say, you know, this has all been false. Yeah. Just, just sweep them all out of there. Everyone, like you say, everyone knows that this administration is literally a circus literally a circus no one knows what they're doing in his administration zero all right what's i gotta take a pill okay brought to you by brought to me by hunter biden there okay i got i got some there there we go all right what do you got on the all right did you hear about the indian lesbian uh no there is a guy who, and I apologize for, I was laughing so hard, I didn't write down, he's on a county commission or county board somewhere out west, I believe. And he's decided that he's going to run as, uh, he's a, I guess he has does have Indian in his background. Because he does look a little bit, you know, like a Native American, a little bit. Okay. But he's going to run as an Indian lesbian. And uh, the left wants him fired for for saying that he's a, a lesbian and, and portraying himself oh, as, an, as an Indian. I think I did. That guy who's just like a total, well, maybe it's a different guy, but maybe it's the same. He just looks like a regular white yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, my, my golf partner's an Indian and, you know, I can see a little bit in, in okay. this guy as far as that goes. And maybe he does. He probably has... He has more than Pocahontas does. Yeah. But he, what he's doing is he's actually throwing it in the face of the left. But then when, when a righteous person does that, the left gets all offended and yeah. they want him fired. Why? He's just doing what they're doing. Is there anything wrong with that? No. And he, he I mean, he plays it quote unquote straight. He says, no, I'm serious about this. And they, yeah, they're just having a fit. He said, he said, I, I am identifying as a lesbian. I do, uh, I do like women, you know, but, uh, you know, and, and uh, that's the lesbian part of me. So and I, and, and you can't argue with that. No, that's, that, that's exactly correct. He like, he's married, I think. <clears throat> so um, boom, there you go. And then they get all bent out of shape about it. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You can do it all you want, whenever you want, with who you want, 
and we can't do it one time. Right. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what becomes of that. If it'll just die down or if he'll keep it going or. So is he on a board or a whatever? Yeah, I think he's, he's on a county board okay. or something like that. And they were, he was explaining <laughs> at, at his place at the, at the table in front there about what he was doing. And I, the camera was kind of on the guy to his right. And uh-huh. the guy to his right, with I don't know if he's liberal or not, you know, but he's kind of going like, oh, my God, <laughs> what am I doing sitting here beside this guy? But I thought that was kind of interesting that he had a, a look like, oh, what's oh, going man. on? Like oh. we do when they talk about it, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's uh, uh tasted their own medicine. Ex- exactly. And, and guess what? Whenever it happens, you know, they get all up in arms about it. They can do whatever they want. But you can't do anything. Uh, now, let's. This brings it to this next one that was just on the news. All right. Very, very disturbing. There were two incidences, and I believe they were both. I'm not sure. One might have been California. One was New York for sure because it was a subway. Did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. Yep. The Marine. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. The Marine put this guy in a chokehold because he was, you know, he's going nuts. And there were three other guys there trying to help him get this guy under control. He put him in a chokehold. I will guarantee you that when the when the autopsy's done, the guy that does the autopsy will say he was so full of drugs that they were seeping out his ears. <laughs> and that's why he died when he was put in a chokehold. Just the same way. That George Georgie Floyd was. Porgy, yeah, yeah, Georgie Porgy, Georgie Porgy had enough drugs in him to kill an elephant, is what the autopsy guy said. That's really what killed him, not yeah. the and, thing on his neck. And for the record, one of those, at least one of the guys on that New York subway that was helping the Marine was a black guy, and so the yes. whole thing about killing a poor black man. I mean, I know they they took the Marine in and they released him and. Hopefully, I mean, this guy seemed even more egregious, if that's possible, than George Floyd, like 40 arrests in 10 years. And I mean, he was openly saying that he was going to do this and that. So it doesn't even seem like, I don't know, they were calling it, you know, some of the Daily Wire hosts calling it the next George Floyd. But I can't imagine that even the left could concoct that out of what happened. Well, they're they're trying to. They've got their their people that they pay the money to. They give each of them fifty bucks. Go here and you know cause yep. a small riot about you know no justice, no you know no whatever. All all the black people out there screaming. I'm sick and tired of it. It's uh, you know he was black and the guy was white. So what? He was threatening everybody, and he was trying to restrain him because he said, "I don't care if I go back to jail. I don't care yep. if I die." You know what? He didn't care. So everything's cool. He yeah, died. He got his yeah. yeah. He got his wish. You know? Mm-hmm. And and then then on the on the news there's the liberal left woman that says, Oh, but his uh his dad was never around. His mother was murdered and found in a suitcase. What? Whoa. She was found in a suitcase. How big was the suitcase? And how big was his mother anyway? That has nothing to do with it. So what? I don't give a crap about what his life was like. You don't act that way in front of other people and not have any consequences. None. You have to have consequences. And he got him, unfortunately. He got his wish, I guess is what you would say. He said, I don't care if I die. Yeah. So there you go. Wish granted. And then what's what? that's the other one? The other one was, I, I think it was, I think it was down on one of the ritzy parts of San Francisco, and there was a security guard out there, and a guy came up and hit him with a jar, and so the security guy, there was you know footage of it, somebody cam, you know phone camera or something, yeah, you know he he laid him down on the ground and beat the crap out of him because he hit him with a jar, and so he goes to jail. 
the cop. Yeah. Or the, the security, security guy. guy goes to goes to jail. I don't even know if he's out yet or not. Jeez. You hit me. Uh, you hit anybody with anything. If if somebody came up and I'm in San Francisco and some degenerate piece of crap comes up and hits anybody with a weapon, which is what it is, I'll I'll probably go up there and and kind of uh put him in la la land. You know, I'll lay him right out on the ground. And I'll beat the living crap out of him <laughs> until a cop comes along and takes him away. That oh can't happen. It can't happen in today's life. T- ten years ago, Mo, would you have ever thought this insanity would be going on? I, I, they always say you couldn't write it like this, and you're exactly right. Ten years ago, if we would have sat down and cooked up some crazy, either who was the president or any of this stuff we're talking about, we couldn't have even, I'm sure we couldn't have even dreamed this up. No. I mean, I mean, you would say, hey, wouldn't it be fun? It's like, it's like 40 years ago, you say, hey, wouldn't it be weird if everybody had to buy, everybody bought water? You'd go, <laughs> what? <laughs> buy water? you get it out of your tap. Who'd buy water? <laughs> That's an idiotic thing. Well, here we are. Same type of thing, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. From somebody that doesn't drink it. But I digress. Before we jump off politics, I uh, I was watching a, a YouTube video by the sponsored by, well, put out by National Review, which is a conservative magazine of some sort. I forgot who the guy was. A really good speaker. And right afterwards, who who bought a commercial? But Joe Lydon for his re-election campaign. He he's looking into the camera and he goes, "Folks, I'm running for re-election and I need your support." I don't know what idiot would buy an ad after conservative short thinking that Biden is going to get anyone to pay any attention to him, let alone donate or contribute to his campaign. I don't know how those ad campaigns work or if they they obviously have to target. I mean, they YouTube will say, where do you want your ad run? And that's where they want it run. But it was beyond me why they would choose that. I, I think maybe he was thinking that since seventy seven percent of his side doesn't want doesn't yeah. want him running, yeah, that's it's true. gonna go look on the other side to see if there's anybody there that he can pull over to his side oh, and, and yeah. vote for him. On uh, Andrew Andrew Clavin's show last Friday, he was talking about Biden's approval rating at forty one, and that's the number of people who approve of him. That's not that high, I guarantee you. <laughs> It's not well, that high. But he was he said it's not forty one percent, it's forty one people. Oh, forty one people. <laughs> oh, okay. Well still not that high. I mean, how many are in his family? You know? Yeah. That many yeah, maybe more and more. Exactly. Exactly. I got one more thing about this crime thing that I wanted to say. And this really irritated me. Uh Lori Lighthead said, um, she said, We will be the worst for it in democratic cities, too relaxed on crime. We will be the worst for it. And she just said that, I don't know, uh, three or four days ago. A, she has no business or right to say anything about fighting crime because she didn't do it, not for a second, when she was the mayor of Chicago. And nobody should be quoting her because she is such a failure in that area. Why, why, would, why would somebody say, Lori Lighthead said this? Who cares? Who cares? You failed. You get an F minus for what you did in that thing. Shut up. Go away. And don't, don't come in front of my vision ever again. Because you really creep me out, by the way. Yeah. Well, I heard that she, I don't know if she is officially not the mayor anymore how how that works what not that it matters although the new guy sounds worse but she and then (laughs) eric yeah i guess we'll see she and eric adams in new york were complaining that greg abbott in texas was causing them all this undue harm by sending these busloads of people to him and 
I mean, you imagine if you have got a farm and you've got, let's say, maybe it's like a co-op farm and you've got a farmer who's farming with his cows near the fence and the person who runs the entire farm lets the fences down and a bunch of bad cows run in, that farmer wisely is going to get rid of all the bad cows and send them somewhere else. He doesn't want to keep them with his good cows, and that's what Greg Abbott is doing. But instead of getting mad at the person who let the fence go down, they're getting mad at the farmer. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, you know, what does, I mean, how many did he send up to each place, sir? Do you know? I think he. I think they said eight thousand to Chicago and I don't know twenty thousand or something to New York. You know, I, <laughs> I'd I'd have to say that he did a disservice to all of those illegal immigrants that he sent up there, because yeah. he sent them to the two places that that they're most likely to be murdered in. <laughs> so he's not doing them any favors by going up there either. And place him in those places. And, and we already know that they can't go to the nice places like Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. They kick him out the next day. Yeah. So we'll, compassionately though. Yes, yes, that's right. Compassionately. They I think they waved goodbye when they were in the buses leaving. Yeah. So they probably was literally did, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was another literally after twenty four hours they they said, Well, you know, we're super compassionate, but they just can't be here. And we're going to send them someplace different because we can. Yeah, because because we can. Can you imagine being in, an, you know, you're in a new country and you're thinking this is the land of, you know, uh, promises and everything like that. And they send, they send you to Chicago and New York, <laughs> you know, and they go, hey, we want to get out of here, man. There's more gunfire <laughs> here than there is down in Mexico. <laughs> we got to go, man. It's too dangerous here. And who's oh, that skeleton in, in Chicago? Who's that <laughs> yeah. Beetlejuice there? I'm scared. <laughs> Is it Halloween? Every yeah. day. Yeah, oh, every day. Man. <sighs> <sighs> what do you think uh, in the late breaking news department, what do you think about that drone strike over the Kremlin? Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard much about that. Have you heard anything about it? Just, you know, one side, as always, is blaming the other. And the people are saying that it was the uh, false flag by the Russians to justify a bigger offensive or, you know, or was it the U.S. because, according to Russia, Ukraine doesn't have the technology to do that. Uh, I never I didn't see the footage, but they said it was pretty dramatic. But they said that no one was killed and really Putin was never in danger, but, um, interesting. They, someone said something about Putin really, he won't come out and say it, but he really wants to get some sort of a truce and he wants to end this thing because it's been what, 15 months and it's not going well. And he's got to find a graceful way out. And, I don't know if what Ukraine is thinking, but I don't know. Do you think they would give up something to get the war over? Or do you think Ukraine thinks that the U.S. and whoever else will just literally keep giving them money and money and arms until I don't know what a victory even looks like for them? They're certainly not going to go into Russia. But what are your latest thoughts on the whole thing? I kind of was just going to say what you just said. You know, what's a victory going to look like uh, for either one of them, actually? Yeah. Uh, you know, they, I would say the the best victory would be for everyone to go back to square one and not invade anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's probably going to be the only thing that's going to maybe satisfy everybody else in the world. It's, you know, it's, like you said, it's been going on for 15 months. It's a war. And we, we don't even hardly hear about it. Except except when we give them $80 billion to, I don't know what they did with the money for that stuff. I can see maybe giving them guns and, you know, a, a, a few military things. No planes or anything. But 
it's, it's been a standoff. And, and to this point right now, as far as I'm concerned, uh, R- Russia's way down on the list now as far as a superpower. Yeah, they do have nuclear weapons, but that's it. If they ever, does everyone understand nuclear war? That the first person that fires a nuclear missile at us is going to, if it's, if it's the Middle East, they'll become a piece of glass because we will absolutely annihilate them. Same with Russia. And China, I don't think, can even shoot a nuclear missile uh, farther than past their border or whatever. And they're just like, they're like infants in the nuclear, you know, nuclear game of war. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're the sheriff of the world. We know how to use them and we can use them with pinpoint accuracy and nobody else wants to shoot them at us. Someone's got to get some humility over there. And yes, unfortunately it's got to be Putin and it's not going to be so. I don't know. I, I was imagining this. This sounds like a, a plot for a movie. It probably could be. But imagine if at the Russian-Ukrainian border, when the Russians were going over, instead of going into Ukraine, imagine there was some sort of a teleporter or something, and they came into the U.S., and you suddenly have 10,000 Russian soldiers in the U.S., they look around and they say, oh, my God, it's heaven here. <laughs> and then the war would be over and they would take all the illegal immigrants and say, get the get the heck out of here. This place is just unbelievable. I think kind of that same thing about China. You know, they, they always have their, their little military parading down like they did in the 50s and 40s with the Nazis and stuff. But... I wonder if China actually actually would go over to a place like Canada or America and they start to fight and they go, hey, wait a minute. This is this is like Disneyland here. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna win for China and then have to go back to China the way we were. I wanna stay here. Who wouldn't? Yep. Who wouldn't? I know. I know. And as we've said, you know, the, the legal immigrants from the Slavic countries in, I mean, people from Russia, people from China that come over here and, and want to assimilate and become real Americans. They're super hardworking, like the your uh, friend down the street. And not that he's what Hispanic, right? I believe the guy yes, yes. that you've talked about. I mean, yeah. there's there's no bad people as long as you want to get in the game and not drag your crap with you that you brought right come in do it correctly and you know i'll welcome you with open arms be vetted make sure you're not a a terrorist uh do the right paperwork i i don't i don't think it should take as long as it does but you know get you know whatever they can do to speed it up i'm fine with that if you're if you're really wanting to get into america and work hard and and Buy a house like Americans do. Great. I'm all for it. I'm all for yep. it. Because that's exactly what uh, my neighbor did. And and and, and amazingly, I, I've watched him since they they uh, bought that house. They, they've done incredible things to it. And so much so that my next door neighbor says, I can't throw my, my shrub and, and crap and leaves over the fence like I used to with the other people there because he, he cleaned it all up. And he yep. made it a nice area and, you know, mulch and all that stuff. So, oh, man. Yeah. What do you think along those same lines, the whole reparations nonsense, if you took a poll of everyone in any given city or any given area that is that is all for reparations – and if you asked them, would you be happier if your great-great-grandparents hadn't been sold into slavery and you would have been raised in Africa and never lived in the United States? How many of those people do you think wish they still lived in Africa? <laughs> exactly zero. Exactly zero. Not even, I don't think even in uh, the places like Johannesburg and, and 
the quote-unquote civilized areas of Africa. And so it's like I say, like I've said all along, you know, it was terrible how they rounded him up and brought him over here, you know, in the slave ships and stuff like that. I, you know, that's absolutely horrific what they did there. But once they got here, it still was way better than what was going on over there. Exactly. We had to get through some ugliness to get to where we are now. But, you know, everyone thinks slavery in America was like whipping him on the post and, and uh, you know, whatever else they did to yeah. him and stuff like that. That wasn't that way. Probably, I, I, I better be careful. I better be careful. I'm just saying it's, it was way better for them to be here than it was over there. Yep. No question. No question. How do I know that? It's because when I've seen ads, which I've never watched one, and I, you know, I never will, Survivor, when they're out in the wilderness, you know, and they're trying to find food and things like that. When you're in Africa, and there's all sorts of big animals that want to eat you, you know, day and night when you're there, I think I'd rather be over here. Yep. Yeah, it's they just uh, so many things they don't think. I short short subject here. I was thinking of things that you will never hear a cat say. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of them is I'm ex <laughs> one of them is I'm exhausted. Okay. Be and the other is I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's like my wife. Cats are yeah. <laughs> Have you has your uh, better half ever had a desire and said, "Gee, man, we really need to get a cat or a dog or a something"? My better half hates cats <laughs> with a passion. She does not like them at all. She would, she would tolerate a dog if her daughter got one uh -huh. and lived with her daughter. Okay. She wouldn't mind the, the dog coming over and, hey, how you doing, pooch, and right. blah, 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 but leave. You know, like a like a kid that's a brat. You know, all right, you're here, <laughs> all right, yeah. Okay, but leave. Leave in a couple hours. Get out. I don't want you in here anymore. I'm tired of you. So, but no cats. No cats, none. Zero zip zilch. She does not like them at all. Do you have a cat, by the way? We have two cats. Two cats, okay. Which is, yeah, they're, uh, yeah. Don't don't get me started. I'm I'm glad certain people don't listen to this podcast regularly. <laughs> but <laughs> one more thing, and then I'll kick it back to you. I I was uh, I wasn't interviewing, but I was sitting in and filming and doing an audio recording of five students who had had various trouble with the law or, or being kicked out of school and expelled and were in a program to sort of get them rehabbed. And they all seemed to be pretty good kids between, I think, the age of like 15 and 18. And they went on a trip. And so they came back and the five of them, along with the adults that went with them, were recapping the trip and talking about it. And at the end, I asked them, because this trip had been bought and paid for by you know, donations and stuff. And, and so I basically said, what are you going to do in your life to make sure that this isn't the best experience you ever had? Trying to get them to say, you know, I'm going to be super ambitious. I'm going to get a job. And they didn't really have a good answer for it. But all five of them, when I asked them or someone else asked them, if you could go to any country, what would it be? And they all said, Dubai. Huh. They Isn't all said Dubai. Were they in the same room? Yeah, they were. Well, one of them said it, and the other one goes, yeah, yeah, Dubai. They got fast cars, and that's where all the rich people live. <laughs> Isn't that uh, weird? Uh, in a way, it is. I think a follow-up question would have been uh, fast cars um, are way more bountiful in America, and there's maybe as many rich people in America. Why Dubai? Just that? 
rich people? What does that do for them is what my question would be. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's basically a, a country built out of the sand, right? I exactly. Mean, I know there's, there's a lot of expensive stuff over there, but compared to like touring the U.S. or Canada or you name it, I mean, Switzerland, all the beauty and the U.K. and all that, it's just, I guess the idea of their values are just still not quite matured yet. You mean the kids? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, was this something that you helped sponsor or was this something that you were filming? I was filming. Okay. I was, I was, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's affiliated where, with where I work and we have a program and these kids are in the program and, and they, uh, like in the past, they, they took a group to Costa Rica and they like, you know, help build houses and they do like give back programs. So it's a, it's a good thing. I, I was just kind of surprised that that was their takeaway from it. Was this trip um, a reward for what they had done? Or was yeah, it? Ba okay. yeah, basically they had, I mean, there was five, five went and there were probably I think like 40 or 50 that could have gone. And so they, they have some, it's not a contest, but the adults decide who is kind of most, most worthy or will, who will get the most out of it, I think. So they went on the trip, they all picked these five kids and they come back and they want to go to Dubai because, because <laughs> they have that? fast cars and people are rich. Yeah. I had a, speaking of that, I had a discussion last night, with, a short one, with a, a relative of mine that is going to college. And he keeps talking about money and mm. how much they're going to make. And not, not to the point where, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be a millionaire or anything like that. But, but to the point where I, I kind of want, I, I said to him, I said, you know, Money really, you know, when it, it's it's almost secondary to, you know, living a good life, living a good life. You don't have to make a lot of money to live a good life. And you can set it up to have a very, very good life without making a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. Uh, you know, 500000 is plenty. And... Uh, you know, I think you could live a good life on that. That's a joke, so, everyone. That's a joke. Did, so how did that resonate with him? I don't know if it's, it's probably didn't resonate much with him yet. Yeah. But he's still young and he's still going to school. Very, very astute person. It comes up with the right answers and everything. I'm just, I just think that sometimes money is just a little bit too much of a carrot yeah, in his life at this moment, I think once he once he graduates and goes out into life, he'll he'll get it. He's he's a, he's incredibly incredibly smart, um, and so I, I I don't worry too much about him. Give him a few pointers, and if he takes them, fine. If he doesn't, then he'll learn someday. I mean, when you think back of of the enjoyments, or you've things that have either you were happy about, you enjoyed them, they made you proud, they made you happy, they made you feel a sense of accomplishment. I guess I'd have to sit and think about it for a minute, but very few of those for me have had to do with money. Like because I had enough money, I went someplace and I did something and it was so awesome or, you know, I got a huge raise or something. There's just so many more things than money that bring you enjoyment obviously especially with your children um and you know nieces and nephews and stuff like that that i guess it's just one of those things you just have to get that life experience to understand that that's exactly correct and that's why i don't fear for this person because i know that they're smart enough to to go through life and and you know absorb it all and go oh yeah this is good as long as you're on the right path and you're not a criminal or anything like that, yeah, you know he'll be fine, and everybody like him will be, as far as that goes. It's um, 
doesn't doesn't take money at all. I I've had two friends in the last month, unfortunately, whose whose uh, relatives have passed on and they've inherited some serious money, and it won't do anything to change their life. No, from from where they are now, so they'll have some more money to you know, maybe go on some more vacations if they want to or what. But but it's not that they couldn't go on vacations before their relatives passed on yeah, and, yeah. and gave them all that money. It's it just, it, uh, uh, what would you think an amount of money would have to be to be life-changing? Like if someone dumped uh, X amount of dollars? Yeah, like say if I said, hey, Mo, I won the lottery and you're kind of an okay guy. How much? Yeah. How much money do you want? I I got a hundred million in the lottery. How right. much is going to make you feel like your life has changed dramatically? How much money do you need? Yeah, gosh, it's so interesting because I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would yeah do differently. I mean, you like you said, you might buy a nicer thing, this or that, or a new whatever, just because your old one is worn out. But in terms of changing what I do every day when I get up, you know, the people who think they're going to buy a private island or they're going to whatever, and then what? I mean, you wake up the next day and then what? Exactly. You've got nothing to do. Exactly. So, yeah, gosh. Because you hear all those people that do win the big lottos and lotteries and how miserable they are a year, two, three, four later, and it's it's well over half that just either squander the money or it just makes them no happier. That's exactly correct. It's you know what do you need? What do you need? Huh? It's uh, I've thought about it myself. I, honest to God, hand yeah. on the Bible, my wife will tell you this. I I will when when the when the lottery gets up to like eight hundred million, I'll buy a uh -huh. ticket. I'll buy a yeah. ticket. And then I, I swear to you, the, the minute I come out of the store from buying the ticket, I tell her, I go, I hope I don't win. <laughs> I really, really, because yeah. what will happen? You know, I'm going to win 800 million. You're going to find out about it. And, you know, you're going to, hey, I need a, you know, I need a new, com you know, uh, filming system. You know, can you uh, yeah. support me? Uh, you know, sorry, I'm a little short this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BS, you know, you got all the money in the world. And then you hate me because I won't give you the. The stuff for yep. the, to it, do that. I know right? it, happen, it happens to athletes a lot. You hear stories about their you know, their family to some extent, but also their friends who you know they've hung out with, and they say, oh, well, now that he signed that $25 million contract, certainly he's got 100000 for me. Sure. Just because. It's, yeah. Oh. And it's, I forgot who it was that said, uh, one, a parent of some, famous or I don't know famous but athlete who had just got a big signing bonus or something and the parent said all these people assume that because our son has been successful he's going to give us a bunch of money and that's just not how it works and that's not what we expect at all either wow yeah that's that's, that's kind of different I, I mean yep. you know who who would come out as a parent and say hey he just signed 25 million bucks. He better fork some over for me because I had to put up with his crap for 18 years. Yeah. Give me some of that. No, they're going to be magnanimous yeah. and, oh, hey, I, you know, he's doing great. as a. And then if he doesn't give it to him in the back, you know, when everything's settled down, it's like, <laughs> hey, come on, fork it over. Come on. How about a couple of new cars and maybe just a, a split-level house? How about yeah. that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, you do hear about athletes buying their parents a house or something, and you would assume that, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing when you when you see someone who, as you described, had to, you know, the mom had to work two jobs or the dad had to do this, and they kept together, and the son or the daughter made it, and then they, they pay them back in that way. But it certainly uh, isn't the Beatles. Who, the Beatles say money can't buy you love. Yep, that's what they said. Actually, there was a true story about the Beatles when you bring that up about money. And somebody had somebody had come to them, I don't know, it was probably 1964 when they were actually really just getting going. And they said, hey, you guys are now millionaires. And George Harrison said, I don't feel a bit different.
Didn't they? Didn't Paul McCartney write Tax Man because of or whoever wrote Tax Man? Yes, they wrote it. Uh, One for you, nineteen for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was for uh, I think his name is Harold something, the Prime Minister or something of England, and they were charging him eighty percent tax rate in uh, in England at the time. Seventy percent. It was ungodly. It was over sixty percent, and and they were paying that. Even if you're a millionaire, that's got to hurt a little bit, you know? Yeah. That's just too much money. And guess what? England is socialist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they take a big old slice. They sure do. Let's talk just briefly, if you don't mind, about uh, socialism. And uh, I just heard the other day, and I don't know when he said it, it was just on the news, that Bernie Sanders self-proclaimed socialist, said anyone that makes over, he said $999 million is enough money. Nobody should have more than $999 million. All right. So just short of a billion. Yeah, just short of a billion. If you you have $999 million, all the rest of the money should go to the government is basically basically what he's saying. Because if you don't, if that's enough for you, who else gets it? It's the government. So I say to I say when I heard that again, you know, I just t- I take my thoughts one step further and I go, why did he come up with just short of a billion dollars for being enough money? Wait, does he does he stop and think that that person that made that money employs probably tens of thousands of people? that are yep. making money off of him to do that. And when he gets to a billion, is that like he's going to, the guy that's the billionaire or not quite billionaire, he's going to say, that's it. Okay, I'm done. You know, no more work, no more anything. I don't want, I can't make any more. So that's it. One more example of they just don't take things to that next step. It, it sounds so good and it sounds so equitable, but yeah, Jordan Peterson had an economist on his podcast a few days ago talking about the government stealing our money, which basically is what they do, and how interesting it is that, uh, like he, he said, if you want to find out crime statistics, you don't, you don't go to the mob and ask them. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about inflation and how they just basically can literally make it anything they want. They keep changing what's in that, you know, the mythical basket of consumer goods that they base inflation on. And he even said when they talk about housing prices, they'll ask someone who owns a home, if you could rent out your home, how much do you think you could rent it for? Which is, I mean, I have no idea what I could rent it for. And that's, they just do crazy stuff that when you hear about it, you say, well, yeah, I guess inflation means nothing because they're just totally cooking the books. Exactly. Exactly. It's an easy fix, according to Haydn. Oh, my you know, gosh. I'll just, just make more. Hey, they printed money like it's going out of style. Nothing's happened. Everything's fine. Everything's great. You know, the government's taken over everything. They've they've destroyed the – what's the Gen Z? Is it Gen Z, the last – yeah, I think so. Yeah, they all want to stay home and work. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to leave. They want, like they say, they want to stay in their pajamas or underwear and and look at a at a computer screen all day long, if that. Yeah, if that. Uh, it's. I'm telling you, we're in for Was some it? big trouble uh, later down the road with yep. these people if it doesn't get turned around. So. Yeah. So did was Bernie just talking? Was he debating anyone, or was he just? He was talking, talking to somebody uh, who I didn't recognize. They were both sitting in chairs, and he's across from them. And they said, "How much is too much money? Nine hundred ninety-nine million dollars. After that, you shouldn't have any money." Or, and did the guy push back at all, or was he? No, just, that was the that was the end of the clip that they were just they were showing that clip on this other program I was watching. And they were just talking about socialism and what it means. And, and that's what it means. They're, 
yeah. you know, share, share and share unalike. <laughs> no, I already share enough with people that are non-producers. It's called my taxes, you know, and it sickens me to have to do that. But uh, it is what it is. I'm, I'm still working on my list of uh, that idea you have where you just fill in the blank of how much money you want to give to I mean, like, I was thinking about what does the Department of Education do? I'm sure their budget is billions of dollars, but I, I know what my local school does, and I know what the school board does, and I know what, you know, the school district does, but what does the, what does the uh, Department of Education even do? They do nothing except create havoc, as far as that goes, and Trump when he was in office, said that he was going to uh, get rid of it because it wasn't doing yep. anything. And I think that's one of the many reasons that they, they stole the election from him. He was just going to dismantle everything that was useless in the government. And that's one of them. Absolutely, it's one of them. There's, there's, I mean, you see the military, uh, you see the CIA and the FBI when they're run by competent people, but... I mean, I guess maybe the Department of Transportation, but not really, because again, what are they really doing? You see bridges and roads getting built in your, you know, around the corner or in your state, but that's not the Department of Transportation. That's your local or state people. So again, you know, interstate highways, maybe railroads, maybe, but judge my butt, can't even <laughs> competently do that. No, uh, no. Just. No, I, that was one of the things I wanted to ask my dear friend that we got into a little uh, scuffle about. We didn't scuffle. We, we were screaming at each other. I wanted to ask him what any person in Hyden's administration has done properly. Anything. Be I was, I was going to beg him. Please tell me one thing that... Uh, uh, Jennifer Granholm, or as she was called, Patricia Granholm, by Judge Janine Pirro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she called her Patricia Granholm. Uh, any of those morons, what they've done. Gr Granholm wants to electrify the military. Oh, that is the, that, I was thinking about that. I don't know if that's the dumbest thing, certainly, that she said, but it just, it it sounds good for like a millisecond and then you start thinking about the reality of how stupid that is. Uh. It, it wasn't even a millisecond for me. Any, any noise <laughs> that comes out of her mouth is stupid. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't know how to run her state when she was a governor. She doesn't know anything about anything except sucking money out of the taxpayers to pay her salary. Electrifying the military and she's sitting there in front. I don't know who was, because they never showed who was quizzing her about it. But she's sitting there, you know, she's just all, oh, yes, yes, we will have that electrified by 2030. Everything will be electrified. Really? You know, you can't, you can't even electrify the cars in America by 2030. Won't even, won't even come close. Not even close. There's the, the the grid, which can't handle it, but then there's the technology, which is nowhere close, but then there's the building of it, and where do you get it? And, oh, China, that's right. And right on down the line, it's just, oh, my, it was another one of those things. Does anybody on the left not know that, that these solar panels and, uh, you know, the, the lithium for the batteries and things come from other countries? And does anybody realize that we have as much as they do, but we can't, we can't mine it because yep. of the EPA, which is another government thing that should be gotten rid yep. of because they've done nothing but cause problems? Just think if, if they, and I don't know how you close down any of those departments, if it's a vote or the executive thing, but just think of the tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands that would be otherwise, you know, they would be unemployed, but then would they be able to go in the private sector and help build the economy? You would sure hope so, instead of just sucking us dry. There's got to be some employable people somewhere in Washington. 
right. Well, I'd like you to find some of them. Let me know where they're at. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I, don't, I don't know of any myself at this point. All the people we've talked about were totally unemployable. And, and they have been. But unfortunately, the government employs people that can't do anything properly, properly. Ah, uh, well, not a, not exactly the cheeriest right angle, but uh, sometimes you got to bring the reality. I'll have some I'll have some fun things for next week. All right, and we do have a, a special guest coming up. Uh, hopefully, in the next few weeks, we had some technical uh, chronological difficulties, <laughs> <laughs> but good things come to those who yeah, wait. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, all our listeners out there keep us in your thoughts keep us uh in your shares keep us in your uh likes and notifications and then return once again to the right angle that was easy <laughs>